Section number 32 of the Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. Section 32 at the horse fair from lavengro by george barrow what horse is that said i to a very old fellow the counterpart of the old man on the pony save that the last wore a faded suit of velveteen and this one was dressed in a white frock the best in mother england said the very old man taking a knob stick from his mouth and looking me in the face at first carelessly but presently with something like interest he is old like myself but can still trot his twenty miles every hour you won't live long my swain tall and overgrown ones like thee never do yet if you should chance to reach my years you may boast to thy great grandboys thou hast seen marshland shales Amen i did for the horse what i would neither do for earl or baron doffed my hat yes i doffed my hat to the wondrous horse the fast trotter the best in mother england and i too drew a deep ah and repeated the words of the old fellows around such a horse as this we shall never see again a pity that he is so old now during all this time i had a kind of consciousness that i had been the object of some person's observation that eyes were fastened upon me from somewhere in the crowd sometimes i thought myself watched from before sometimes from behind and occasionally methought that if i just turned my head to the right or left i should meet a peering and inquiring glance and indeed once or twice i did turn expecting to see somebody whom i knew yet always without success though it appeared to me that i was but a moment too late and that someone had just slipped away from the direction to which i turned like the figure in a magic lantern once i was quite sure that there were a pair of eyes glaring over my shoulder my attention however was so fully occupied with the objects which i have attempted to describe that i thought very little of this coming and going this flitting and dodging of i knew not whom or what it was after all a matter of sheer indifference to me who was looking at me i could only wish whomsoever it might be to be more profitably employed so i continued enjoying what i saw and now there was a change in the scene the wonderful old horse departed with his aged guardian other objects of interest are at hand two or three men on horseback are hurrying through the crowd they are widely different in their appearance from the other people of the fair not so much in dress for they are clad something after the fashion of rustic jockeys but in their look no light brown hair have they no ruddy cheeks no blue quiet glances belong to them their features are dark the locks long black and shining and their eyes are wild they are admirable horsemen but they do not sit the saddle in the manner of common jockeys they seem to float or hover upon it like gulls in the waves 
two of them are mere striplings but the third is a very tall man with a countenance heroically beautiful but wild 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 as they rush along the crowd gives way on all sides and now a kind of ring or circus is formed within which the strange men exhibit their horsemanship rushing past each other in and out after the manner of a reel the tall man occasionally balancing himself upon the saddle and standing erect on one foot he had just regained his seat after the latter feat and was about to push his horse to a gallop when a figure started forward close from beside me and laying his hand on his neck and pulling him gently downward appeared to whisper something into his ear presently the tall man raised his head and scanning the crowd for a moment in the direction in which i was standing fixed his eyes full upon me and anon the countenance of the whisperer was turned but only in part and the side glance of another pair of wild eyes was directed towards my face but the entire visage of the big black man half stooping as he was was turned full upon mine but now with a nod to the figure who had stopped him and with another inquiring glance at myself the big man once more put his steed into motion and after riding round the ring a few more times darted through a lane in the crowd and followed by his two companions disappeared whereupon the figure who had whispered to him and had subsequently remained in the middle of the space came towards me and cracking a whip which he held in his hand so loudly that the report was nearly equal to that of a pocket pistol he cried in a strange tone what a sap angro lord a sap angro upon the hill i remember that word said i and i almost think i remember you you can't be jasper your pal truth and no lie brother it is strange that you should have known me said i i am certain but for the word you used i should never have recognized you not so strange as you may think brother there is something in your face which would prevent people from forgetting you even though they might wish it and your face is not much altered since the time you wot of though you are so much grown i thought it was you but to make sure i dodged about inspecting you i believe you felt me though i never touched you a sign brother that we are akin that we are dewey palor two relations your blood beat when mine was near as mine always does at the coming of a brother and we became brothers in that lane and where are you staying said i in this town not in the town the like of us don't find it exactly wholesome to stay in towns we keep abroad but i have a little to do here come with me i'll show you where we stay we descended the hill in the direction of the north and passing along the suburb reached the old norman bridge which we crossed the chalk precipice with the ruin on its top was now before us but turning to the left we walked swiftly along and presently came to some rising ground which ascended we found ourselves upon a wild moor or heath you are one of them said i whom people call just so said jasper but never mind what people call us and that tall handsome man on the hill whom you whispered i suppose he's one of ye what is his name tono chikno said jasper which means the small one 
we call him such because he is the biggest man of all our nation you say that he is handsome that is not the word brother he is the beauty of the world women run wild at the sight of tonno the earl's daughter near london a fine young lady with diamonds round her neck fell in love with tonno i have seen that lass on a heath as this may be kneel down to tonno clasp his feet begging to be his wife or anything else if she might go with him but tonno would have nothing to do with her i have a wife of my own said he a lawful romani wife whom i love better than the whole world jealous though she sometimes be and is she very beautiful said i why you know brother beauty is frequently a matter of taste however as you ask my opinion i should say not quite so beautiful as himself we had now arrived at a small valley between two hills or downs the sides of which were covered with firs in the midst of the valley were various carts and low tents forming a rude kind of encampment several dark children were playing about who took no manner of notice of us as we passed one of the tents however a canvas screen was lifted up and a woman supported upon a crutch hobbled out she was about the middle age and besides being lame was bitterly ugly she was very slovenly dressed and on her swarthy features ill nature was most visibly stamped she did not deign me a look but addressing jasper in a tongue which i did not understand appeared to put some eager questions to him he's coming said jasper and passed on poor fellow said he to me he has scarcely been gone an hour and she is jealous already well he continued what do you think of her you have seen her now and can judge for yourself that air woman is tono kinko's wife we went to the farthest of the tents which stood at a slight distance from the rest and which exactly resembled the one which i have described on a former occasion we went in and sat down one on each side of a small fire which was smouldering on the ground there was no one else in the tent but a tall tawny woman of middle age who was busily knitting brother said jasper i wish to hold some pleasant discourse with you as much as you please said i provided you can find anything pleasant to talk about never fear said jasper and first of all we will talk of yourself where have you been all this long time here and there said i and far and near going about with the soldiers but there is no soldiering now so we have sat down father and family in the town there and do you still hunt snakes said jasper no said i i have given up that long ago i do better now read books and learn languages well i am sorry you have given up your snake hunting many's the strange talk i have had with our people about your snake and yourself and how you frightened my father and mother in the lane and where are your father and mother where i shall never see them brother at least i hope so not dead no not dead they are bichady Podel. what's that sent across banished ah i understand i am sorry for them and so you are here alone 
not quite alone brother no not alone but with the rest donald chingle takes care of you takes care of me brother yes stands to you in the place of a father keeps you out of harm's way what do you take me for brother for about three years older than myself perhaps you are the burgios and i am a romany chow tono chinko take care of jasper cantalangro is that your name don't you like it very much but i never heard a sweeter is it something like what you call me the horseshoe master and the snake fellow i am the first who gave you that name ask pharaoh i would if he were here but i do not see him i am pharaoh then you are a king chachi Paul. i do not understand you where are your languages you want two things brother mother sense and gentle romany what makes you think that i want sense that being so old you can't yet guide yourself i can read dante jasper anon brother i can charm snakes jasper i know you can brother yes and horses too bring me the most vicious in the land if i whisper he'll be tame then the more shame for you a snake fellow a horse witch and a little reader yet you can't shift for yourself i laugh at you brother then you can shift for yourself for myself and for others brother and what does chikno sells me horses when i bid him those horses on the chong were mine and has he none of his own sometimes he has but he is not so well off as myself when my father and mother were bichatty podel which to tell you the truth they were for chiving wafodo luvu they left me all they had which was not a little and i became the head of our family which was not a small one i was not older than you when that happened yet our people said that they had never a better crawlis to contrive and plan for them and to keep them in order and this is so well known that many romani chals not of our family come and join themselves to us living with us for a time in order to better themselves more especially those of the poorer sort who have little of their own tono is one of these is that fine fellow poor one of the poorest brother handsome as he is he has not a horse of his own to ride on perhaps we may put it down to his wife who cannot move about being a cripple as you saw and you are what is called the gypsy king ay ay a romani chal are there other kings those who call themselves so but the true pharaoh is petulangro did pharaoh make horseshoes the first who ever did brother pharaoh lived in egypt so did we once brother and you left it my fathers did brother and why did you come here they had their reasons brother and you are not english we are not gorgios 
and you have a language of your own avali this is wonderful ha ha cried the woman who had hitherto sat knitting at the farther end of the tent without saying a word though not inattentive to our conversation as i could perceive by certain glances which she occasionally cast upon us both ha ha she screamed fixing upon me two eyes which shone like burning coals and which were filled with an expression both of scorn and malignity it is wonderful is it that we should have a language of our own what you grudge the poor people the speech they talk among themselves that's just like you gorgios you would have everybody stupid single-tongued idiots like yourselves we are taken before the popneys of the gov myself and sister to give an account of ourselves so i say to my sister's little boy speaking romani i says to the little boy who is with us run to my son jasper and the rest and tell them to be off there are hawks abroad so the popneys questions us and lets us go not being able to make anything of us but as we are going he calls us back good woman says the popneys what was that i heard you say just now to the little boy i was telling him your worship to go and see the time of day and to save trouble i said it in our language where did you get that language says the popneys tis our own language sir i tells him we did not steal it shall i tell you what it is my good woman says the popneys i would thank you sir says i for tis often we are asked about it well then says popneys it is no language at all merely a made-up gibberish oh bless your wisdom says i with a curtsy you can tell us what our language is without understanding it another time we meet a person good woman says he what is that you are talking is it broken language of course your reverence says i we are broken people give a shilling your reverence to the poor broken woman oh these gorgios they grudge us our very language she called you her son jasper i am her son brother i thought you said your parents were bitchadi pado you thought right brother this is my wife's mother then you are married jasper ay truly i am husband and father you will see wife and trouble anon where are they now in the gov penning dukarin we were talking of languages jasper true brother yours must be a rum one tis called romani i would gladly know it you need it sorely would you teach it to me none sooner suppose we begin now suppose we do brother not whilst i am here said the woman flinging her knitting down and starting upon her feet not whilst i am here shall this gorgio learn romani a pretty manoeuvre truly and what would be the end of it 
i goes to the farming cur with my sister to tell a fortune and earn a few sixpence for the chobbies i sees a jolly pig in the yard and i says to my sister speaking romani do so and so says i which the farming man hearing asks what we are talking about nothing at all master says i something about the weather when who should start up from behind a pail where he has been listening but this ugly gorgio crying out they are after poisoning your pigs neighbor so we are glad to run i and my sister with perhaps the farm angrel shouting after us says my sister to me when we have fairly got off how came that ugly one to know what you said to me whereupon i answers it all comes of my son jasper who brings the gorgio to our fire and must needs be teaching him who was fooled there says my sister who indeed but my son jasper i answers and here should i be a greater fool to sit still and suffer it which i will not do i do not like the look of him he looks over gorgeous an ill day to the romans when he masters romani and when i says that i pens a true dukerin what do you call god jasper you had better be john said the woman raising her voice to a terrible scream you had better be moving off my gorgio hang you for a keen one sitting there by the fire and stealing my language before my face do you know whom you have to deal with do you know that i am dangerous my name is herne and i comes of the hairy ones and a hairy one she looked she wore her hair clubbed upon her head fastened with many strings and ligatures and now tearing these off her locks originally jet black but now partially grizzled with age fell down on every side of her covered her face and back as far down as her knees no she-bear of lapland ever looked more fierce and hairy than did that woman as standing in the open part of the tent with her head bent down and her shoulders drawn up seemingly about to precipitate herself upon me she repeated again and again my name is herne and i comes from the hairy ones i call god duvel brother it sounds very like devil it doth brother it doth and what do you call divine i mean godly oh i call that duvosko i am thinking of something jasper what are you thinking of brother would it not be a rum thing if divine and devilish were originally one and the same word it would brother it would from this time i had frequent interviews with jasper sometimes in his tent sometimes on the heath about which we would roam for hours discoursing on various matters sometimes mounted on one of his horses of which he had several i would accompany him to various fairs and markets in the neighborhood to which he went on his own affairs or those of the tribe i soon found that i had become acquainted with a most singular people whose habits and pursuits awakened within me the highest interest of all connected with them however 
their language was doubtless that which exercised the greatest influence over my imagination i had at first some suspicion that it would prove a mere made-up gibberish but i was soon undeceived broken corrupted and half in runes as it was it was not long before i found that it was an original speech far more so indeed than one or two others of high name and celebrity which up to that time i had been in the habit of regarding with respect and veneration indeed many obscure points connected with the vocabulary of these languages and to which neither classic nor modern lore afforded any clue i thought i could now clear up by means of this strange broken tongue spoken by people who dwelt amongst thickets and furze bushes intense as tawny as their faces and whom the generality of mankind designated and with much semblance of justice as thieves and vagabonds but where did this speech come from and who were they who spoke it these were questions which i could not solve and which jasper himself when pressed confessed his inability to answer but whoever we be brother said he we are an old people and not what folks in general imagine broken gorgios and if we are not egyptians we are at any rate romani shawls end of section thirty two